Welcome to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast, a podcast all about real life together. And now today's host, Sandy Hughes. Welcome to our first episode of the Central Peninsula Church Podcast. My name is Sandy Hughes and I serve as the communications pastor. We are facing so many new realities as we walk through COVID-19 that we want to use this platform as a way to encourage you as you go about real life. As we face these new realities, we don't have to be alone. We are in this together. So join us as we live real life together. On today's episode, Mark Mitchell, CPC's lead pastor, shares a word of encouragement. Hey everyone, this is Mark Mitchell. I'm coming to you from the San Francisco Bay Area where I serve as a lead pastor of a church called Central Peninsula Church. We are a church of two campuses, one in Foster City, one in Redwood City, sort of in the mid-peninsula area. And as most of you probably know, the Bay Area right now is one of the hotspots, one of the epicenters of the coronavirus crisis that we are all experiencing right now. What I want to address today is really, what is the relationship in a crisis like this between faith, trusting God on the one hand, and having common sense and caution on the other hand. What I've found is that many people, many believers, actually somehow see these two things as diametrically opposed to one another. So it's like if you have real faith, then, hey, you will totally throw caution to the wind. Uh, Or if you have common sense and you act with caution, then like you're not really a person of faith. But what I want to say today is really, that's not true. There's an old saying, and it goes like this, trust God and keep your powder dry. Now that sounds weird to us, like what does that mean? Well, it sounds weird because that saying goes all the way back to Oliver Cromwell and the English Civil War. And it means that trusting God doesn't relieve the soldier of the need to have a fully functioning firearm with dry gunpowder. So faith in God doesn't make us irrational or irresponsible. Trusting God for protection doesn't rule out the the use of responsible human behavior. Trusting God is not the same thing as blind trust or fatalism that excuses us from acting wisely. In fact, I think the Bible has a word for this, prudence. Listen to Proverbs 27, verse 12. The prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and on and suffer for it. I looked up prudence in my dictionary, and one of the definitions of prudence goes like this. Prudence is caution or circumspection as to danger or risk. You know, as I think about different examples in the Bible, several come to mind in this regard. One of them is Nehemiah. Nehemiah modeled both faith and prudence. So Nehemiah and the people of Israel prayed to God for protection in the face of their enemies. They trusted God, but they also posted guards along the walls of Jerusalem for protection. So they trusted God and they kept their powder dry. Or think of King David. He also modeled both faith and prudence. So he went up against the giant Goliath in the name of the living God, trusting in the living God. And yet he still took his slingshot and his stones with him. And by the way, he had already practiced a lot uh, as a shepherd. 
as he dealt with lions and bears and wild animals. So David also trusted God, and he kept his powder dry. And then, of course, the greatest example of all is Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus also modeled both faith and prudence. So when he was tempted in the wilderness, right before his ministry began, remember the devil challenged Jesus to demonstrate his faith by jumping off a cliff and proving that God would save him. And yet Jesus looked at the devil and he said, listen, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Trusting God must never lead to testing God with impractical ideas, with reckless actions, with twisting God's promises. Not only that, but later on, following a conflict with the religious leaders, Jesus actually traveled from Galilee to the, to the region of Tyre. And this was a two-day journey northwest from Galilee into what we know of as Syria. It seems Jesus was purposefully stepping out of the firing line to seek seclusion and safety in the face of growing tensions between him and those who sought to kill him. While Jesus knew his death on the cross was ordained by God, he wasn't passive, he wasn't impractical, he wasn't irresponsible. It wasn't his time yet. So he left Galilee for Tyre over an extended period of time. Jesus trusted God and he kept his powder dry. A great example comes from the life of missionary Hudson Taylor. Uh, during Taylor's first missionary voyage to China in 1853, the ship that he was on got caught in a dangerous storm off the coast of Wales. And it's interesting, as a, as a, as a zealous young believer, he refused to wear a life belt in the belief that it was dishonoring to God. It would be a lack of trust in God to do so. But as he matured and later on in his life, he admitted that was a mistake. And here's what he wrote. The use of means ought not to lessen our faith in God. And our faith in God ought not to hinder our using whatever means he has given us for the accomplishment of his own purposes. Another great example of that in church history is Martin Luther. Back in 1527, a deadly plague, much like the coronavirus, but worse, hit Luther's town of Wittenberg. And in response, Luther wrote a letter to a friend of his explaining how churches should deal with this problem. He wrote this, use medicine, take potions which can help you, fumigate house, yard, and street, shun persons and places wherever your neighbor does not need your presence or has recovered. Notice the balance Luther strikes. Today, experts tell us Social distancing is the best way to prevent the spread of the virus and help the most vulnerable. But Luther also knew as Christians, these precautions have their limits at times. In fact, in that letter, he said, if my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid place or person, but will go freely. See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it's neither brash nor foolhardy and doesn't tempt God. In other words, be smart, be prudent, protect your community by staying in. But if someone needs help, also remember the gospel's call to help those in need. That may look different for everyone, but we can all do something. We can call a friend who might be lonely. We can check in on an elderly neighbor or family member. Uh, don't hoard groceries and supplies. Uh, be generous as many people will be suffering financially in the coming days. 
uh, support medical professionals through prayer and respect of their advice. All in all, remember, the fight against the coronavirus will be won through both prudence and faith. It's also important to remember that we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces that want to rid us of faith and replace it with fear. I love how Martin Luther ended that letter to his friend. He said this, in closing, we admonish and plead with you in Christ's name to help us with your prayers to God so that we may do battle with word and precept against the real and spiritual pestilence of Satan in his wickedness with which he now poisons and defiles the world. And I say amen to that. In this crisis, let us be people of both great faith and prudence. Let us be people of who trust God, but also practice common sense. The two don't cancel out each other. We hold on to both. Thanks for listening. God bless. You've been listening to the Central Peninsula Church Podcast. 